0: Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. Here's Constine. This is Becky. And Richie's not here.
1: No, we didn't bring him this week.
0: Not this week, it's Boo. just one-off really. So, you know, and he hated it so much, he's not going to show up ever again. <laughs> a bit of news.
1: A little bit of news, a new announcement from Nikon uh, just this week. We now officially have a ZFC, a retro styled DX mirrorless camera.
0: And it is glorious.
1: It is beautiful to behold. That is for sure. If you haven't already seen our introduction video, we did have Rishi in the store for a little bit of a sneak peek of it. We got to look at a prototype. Image quality is just what you would expect from one of those.
0: Yeah, we we touched it. We held it in our hands and even
1: up to our faces
0: and even pressed a shutter button.
1: <laughs> we did, yeah. ZF was what I wanted it to be called. It's called the ZFC. c mm-hmm. C, we... Uh, for classic? Let's stick with that, shall we? Yeah. Let's say that's what it stands for.
0: ZF Classic. <laughs> Rolls of the tongue. And in my brain, it's got the right place there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So 20 megapixels,
1: mm-hmm. small body without a grip.
0: That's right.
1: There will not be three different colors.
0: There will be more than three different colors, but not in UK or Europe or United States, only in Asia.
1: That's right. So apparently, although yeah, as yet this is unconfirmed, there is a proposal to have multiple different colors in Japan uh, and Asia. We will be just having the regular chrome body with the black leatherette. Uh, it is coming with Two lens options. We've got the 16 to 50.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also special edition. It's in Chrome.
1: Mm. And then we've also got the lovely 28 mil F2.8, not pancake, but it is designed like a manual focus AIS lens. But that
0: one is amazing. This actually reminds me of all AFD lenses. Mm. The, the Focusing Ring, the yes. rubber on the Focusing Ring. And it's it looks beautiful. To be honest with you. That is the one for me. That setup with a 28 mil would be the one I would go for. But 16 to 50 also matches the style. So that does look pretty good as well.
1: Yeah, you know, the 16 to 50 in Chrome reminds me a little bit of when they did the FM3A with the 45 mil pancake in Chrome.
0: That's true. It's
1: that kind of combination. And
0: you know, we're going to come back to that because mm. in the We Can Read and Watch section, there is an article about 45 pancake.
1: Excellent. All right. Now, uh, the... A sales start day mm-hmm. date, I should say, is the end of July. So if you haven't already put your name down on the waiting list for that one and you would like to, please feel free to get in touch with us.
0: Yeah, but let's have a look at the colors as well. Have a look at those.
1: I like the, the pink and the bubblegum pink. and Yeah, the, I like the mint
0: green the as mint well. personally. Green. But the Lapita version, which is kind of a light brown finish, yes. this would be the one for me. I personally think that if I'm not going to go for black one, and I probably will get one at some point. I'd probably go for that light brown edition. I think it's just lovely. You're
1: going to have to get it from Asia. And it can go next to your Lapita.
0: Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I'll call my uncle from Nikon and see can you just import one? Yeah. You know, just steal one from the factory, That's smuggle right. it in. Into I think the that
1: the GOW staff should just get exclusive access to these things for you, free. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And I think probably multiple versions, you know, different kits.
1: Exactly. Now, there is also an optional grip being offered with the kit, although availability on that isn't known yet. But it means that if you are slightly larger handed and you think that the lack of grip on the ZFC is going to be a problem for you, then the optional grip may be the solution.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think, Becky? What do you think about the camera so far? Obviously, you've handled it.
1: I have. um, To be honest, when you look at it from the front, like when you were holding it up, it very much with a manual focus lens on, it looks like a classic Nikon. Absolutely. Which I like. I will be probably replacing out my Z50 for the simple reason that it's got a few additional features. I know. Uh, it takes the same battery, it takes the same single memory card, but it's got better autofocus and it's got some of the additional IAF like Bells features. and whistles. Mm, so that's very useful for video work.
0: And it's actually a good looking camera.
1: And it's a good looking camera. Shots fired. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to say, it's actually a good looking camera. It's a good looking camera. It
0: is, it is indeed. And it does look like FM3A. Yeah. And it's smaller and it's lighter. It's got the metal chases. So the build quality is actually really good.
1: Or and chassis as we call the it.
0: The chassis. Mm. You see, when we talk chassis, I'm thinking like chassis of the plane or something. But it's fine. Yeah, A small little camera can have a chassis as well. But what surprised me on the internet, the rooms are still out, the Nikon rumors published, the leaked pictures right. and leaked specs. So obviously mm. they don't know what's happening. No. Well, by the time it's published, they will. Yes. But what surprised me is the Nikon rumors comment section and mm-hmm. reaction. You was know it,
1: what? Was it good? They loved it. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. They <laughs> speechless. They, were,
0: they loved it. I, I was surprised. Uh, the, the positive feedback, people f- literally saying that I thought it's going to be a rubbish and I really hope it would look Less attractive, <laughs> but it feels like I have to pre-order one though.
1: Mm, yeah, nice problems to have.
0: That's the thing. And Nikon rumors comment section could be a very dark place. You really have to brace yourself just to get in there. I normally wash my hands, brush my teeth, yeah, and then I go into that section. You know, <laughs> but on and a robe exactly, <laughs> and then I have to do the same thing again just after leaving it. Yes, you know. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly, it was all sunshine and rainbows.
1: Amazing. Love it,
0: but a part of this. Obviously, they loved it. I personally loved it. Mm -hmm. So, and I think I'm gonna get one. I like 16 to 50. It's it's not my style. I prefer 28 f2, but I also think that they should release 18 millimeter f2 lens. DX. It has to be because that would be equivalent of 28 mil prime. Yes, because 28. The one that is SE is effectively equivalent of what? About 42mm or 40 as we would call it.
1: Exactly. And you it know. is a full frame lens. So you, if you do end up buying a ZFC with the 28mm, you will be able to use that lens on your full frame Z cameras, which is another reason for me forgetting it. Well, that's it. the
0: thing. And as far as we aware right now, it's not been sold separately, isn't it?
1: No, not the special edition. I don't believe will be sold specially. So separately,
0: the lens is not being sold separately. Mm. The only way to acquire it right now is actually purchase it together with the camera. You yeah. can't buy it separately. You can't just say, "Oh, can I have that forty mil?" Thing, 28 mil. 28 mil.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so what I am thinking though is that we will see a 28 mil because they announced they were developing that. No, no, it, it, we'll it should We'll see that. There. We'll see that with the 40. Uh, That's In non-retro vintage yeah, style.
0: But I would be all over retro. I think the retro yeah. is the nice looking lens. I, I prefer it over the just a standard lens. But coming back to 18 F2, it needs to be because small camera, 28 millimeters focal distance equivalent mm. would be nice to have for street life photography. You know, it's just you know for me this is a lens i know a lot of people like let's say 35 millimeter Mm -hmm. focal distance that's where the 28 should be close enough to that but having this 18 millimeter f2 or 2.8 small in line pancake style not very expensive i think if they would release one yes a lot of people would buy it
1: yeah i would be definitely after that it's a focal length that i like very much so um if you have any other ideas or thoughts of lenses that you would like to come out for this camera please feel free to drop your comments below and we'll have a read of them
0: Fantastic. And then DC Live, which is a Japanese news camera blog, reports that actually announces, which is on 29th of June, mm-hmm. which is a, in the time of recording this tomorrow, is also in Nikon's 157th Ordinary General Meeting of Shareholders. So they all meet together, and Nikon says, This is what we got. This is what we got. Mm. Nice. And the stock goes straight to the moon.
1: To the moon, people. Very nice. Nikon Rumors Mm -hmm.
0: still expects Z30 to show up shortly after that. Mm. I don't think it will happen that soon, personally.
1: No, No, I agree with you. Although it does still need to happen. I think that an entry level mirrorless camera that is below £500 makes a lot of sense just generally for Nikon as a brand. But I don't think it's going to happen very soon.
0: There couple <laughs> things I can think of mm. that may delay the release of Z30. Yeah. First of all is a semiconductor shortage. So the basically the chips are out of stock and that's basically hammering at the moment the productions of D3500 and D5600 cameras. For sure. So effectively they probably will use very similar semiconductors in Z30. Mm-hmm. That's thing number one. The thing number two is the sensor. They can potentially use Z50 sensor or ZFC sensor Mm -hmm. which is probably the same or maybe slightly different version of the same sensor Mm. but potentially we may think that it may be too expensive to manufacture as well so potentially so it just comes down to so those everything so but then you'll need a different sensor
1: yes now the question is also how much of that cost of having, for example, we've speculated there won't be an electronic viewfinder, potentially in a Z30. So how much will that save them if they just have a big screen on the back? Will that make it more cost effective if they then have to design a new sensor does that then push the price up? There's there's so many variables. Exactly.
0: I've heard that the the construction of the tilting mechanism for the L C D to make it in the selfie mode also mm. cost a fortune. Right. And obviously the selfie mode is gonna be the most important feature of that camera.
1: Yeah, so, it's what people will be buying it for.
0: Exactly. You can't do a selfie mode on the chip nowadays. So, you know, you gotta spend some money, isn't it?
1: Yeah, except you know, you can also do it on your phone. <laughs>
0: Well, I didn't think of that. But
1: for vloggers, influencers and those types, yes, for sure, um, having an entry-level camera that has that very angled or tilt screen monitor is an important thing.
0: Absolutely. Tom Hogan published an article the other day and he said, well, look, there's a dilemma that all companies have nowadays. They all want to go for high margin, mm. yeah, so small sales because, you know, so they want to sell expensive gear. yeah. But then the question becomes, well, how do you acquire a new user? Mm. You can't just forget about the entry-level space. Yes, it's the most the competitive one because yeah. the price becomes an important issue. So you can't really have a high margin on a low cost. But it also moves the volume, introduces the people to the new system. Mm. A lot of companies tend to forget that. So it is quite important to consider those factors and uh, you know, and do definitely announce the camera something, let's say, we don't need £300 entry level, but maybe something around £500 entry level would be nice to have.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think people will be willing to pay a little bit more knowing that it is the latest technology Absolutely. as well and that they're buying into a new system. The next one up, uh, Nikon UK is currently running a £180 enhanced part exchange offer on the D850 and D780, body only, kit variables, um, all kinds of options with the D850 and D780. Uh, So if you trade in an old interchangeable lens camera, it can be any interchangeable lens camera, Uh, it doesn't just have to be Nikon, then... You will get, regardless of the inherent value of the item, an additional 180 pounds for your trade-in camera. That's true, and uh, it doesn't need
0: to work. So if you have a nice doorstopper, um, you can just bring it in and get 180 pounds towards the purchase of a new D850 or D- D780.
1: Exactly. We did have someone the other day who um, sold us. I think it was a D70 in trade-in for a D850 because and
0: got a whopping 180 pounds for it.
1: That's far more than you get for it anywhere else. That's for sure. Or
0: 185. <laughs> But we had a live stream last Friday talking how relevant they're still mm. in the current photographic market. Tom Hogan, our friend Tom, I'll make Tom. also published an article about Did he? it.
1: Yes, yes, he. Do you think he's actually watching us, or are we watching him?
0: <laughs> I, I think it's it, we just transmitting those thoughts. Unagi. <laughs> I would call it wirelessly, but that's the right word for it. He basically says that 780 at price of $2,000 mm-hmm. in the United States and uh, was it, D850, about $3,000 yeah. um, in the United States, are still a very competitive cameras. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at the wrong way. We don't really need to have a D880 right now. We can wait for another year because those cameras are still competitive.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: As a good all rounder D780 is currently the best DSLR offer in. And at, if you want to have a professional edge, the D850 would be the one to go for.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: The offer valid from 18th of June till
1: 30th of July. That's right. So you can uh, drop us a line if you are interested in trading in your camera to upgrade to a D780 or D850 today.
0: Brilliant. And speaking of Nikon, since it's a Nikon podcast.
1: Yeah, we do speak of Nikon quite a lot.
0: (laughs) Just so you know, the Nikon has started to ship their lenses last Thursday in UK, the Mm. new macro lenses that they've announced a couple of weeks ago. We received the 105s and 50th.
1: No. Don't say that
0: because we did. I, <laughs> and they all went out,
1: ah, uh, they okay. arrived. <laughs>
0: we opened the box, then we sealed it and we shipped it straight <laughs> to the customer.
1: So, okay. I have to, I, this is a lot of what I've done this morning, which is why I'm, I'm like this. So. We've had so many orders and obviously Nikon said thank you for all your orders and please bear in mind that we won't be able to fulfill any orders that come in after the fact now, right? They said that. They did. We ordered plenty. So if you've already paid for your order or you put yourself down on our waiting list uh, when the announcement came out, we ordered enough to fulfill your order so please don't right? yeah exactly so it is just a matter of them shipping us enough that we can obviously deal with all those people i can't mention numbers because technically i'm not allowed to but it is a lot and uh we are taking care of you as best we possibly can based on the stock that's coming in but we will absolutely get you your lens if you're waiting as soon as possible
0: absolutely uh with photography industry nowadays the same as watch industry if you're in a line for a new Rolex, Mm. you probably might need to wait. I'm not saying that Nikon is new (laughs) Rolex, but I just did. (laughs) But you kind of did, yeah. But Unfortunately, with a lot of things, you may need to wait quite a bit. It's not just Nikon, I'm afraid. It happens to Fuji, to Sony. Do speak to the dealer that don't just sell Nikon and they'll tell you exactly the same. That's what we hear from our customers who use different systems. So it is, unfortunately, the new reality.
1: Yeah, it's more like kind of not quite made to order, but certainly I would expect a lead time for most new products these days. Um, it's gone are the days when you can just walk in and pick something up off the shelf uh, just because of everything that's happened over the last sort of year and a half.
0: Absolutely. But without revealing the figures, we're going to say that 105 is definitely the most popular lens mm. at this moment in United Kingdom. And then 50 is just right after it. it is By fun. the way, I want to ask you about the 50 lens. Yeah. So you, you, Me. Got one yourself. I did.
1: Did you check Instagram this weekend? I did. The only time that I actually sat down with everything else that was going on <laughs> to do anything, um, I posted some pictures from the fifty on my stories. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I really love it. The only situation where I felt like a one oh five would have been more useful is when I was taking pictures of bees. Obviously you have to get quite close to yeah. them with the fifty. Do you-
0: bump into them no it wasn't that bad
1: you know oh sorry um no it was more that with very skittish creatures you're not able to get that close Mm -hmm. so in those situations the 105 would be great listen if that's what you do if your daily photography is butterflies and bees and anything that's going to you know escape quickly Mm -hmm. um then go for the 105 but the 50 is such a capable lens the depth of field is blazingly shallow and so sharp even wide open so you
0: have to stop down quite a
1: bit yeah and i love that because i love those kind of ethereal sort of flower pictures where you have everything else out of focus Mm -hmm. except for the flower so i kind of did a lot of that and i didn't get to go anywhere to do macro this weekend it was literally just in my garden so um uh, it was great. I loved it.
0: Yeah, you didn't want to photograph the cats in the big cat sanctuary with a macro lens? Not with a
1: macro no. No. <laughs> I think for that, longest lens possible. <laughs>
0: you see, I always believed that communication is the key. And if you speak to the bees or the big cats yes. and ask them politely to just wait for you to take the shot, they would listen.
1: <laughs> well, that's a nice theory. I did apologize to a bee for scaring him while I was trying to take a picture. Um, But I will say I've often shot, I had the 55 um, and I've had the 60. I've always had that kind of focal length in my macros. I've used the 105 and the 200 and the 70 to 180, but the lenses that I've always owned have been in that focal length. So I'm quite used to it.
0: Well, I thought it was the case, at least my uh, couple of therapists said that, but you know, let's not go there.
1: (laughs) Well, communication is key, (laughs) ridiculous. Uh, If you can't decide between the 50 and the 105, and don't take my word for it, have a look at uh, Rishi's videos. He has actually talked about both lenses in depth in two separate videos. And also Richard Wong has done a YouTube video comparing the two lenses, so definitely worth having a look at those.
0: Fantastic. Next one up, Nikon released firmware updates for three cameras this time, Z7, Z6, and Z50. Very nice. All of them correct the bug introduced via previous firmware.
1: This version of the firmware fixed an issue that occurred after the previous firmware version that sometimes amplified the sounds generated by the aperture mechanism when zoom or focus rings were rotated on certain F-mount lenses connected via an FTZ adapter.
0: Fantastic news for everyone.
1: Well, I can't say I ever noticed, but uh, I've
0: experienced this feature several times. Really? In my dreams. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's good when there is a bug. Yeah. Then they correct it.
1: They do ASAP to get out the fly spray.
0: Absolutely. The next one up uh, will be introduced to our United Kingdom users, mm. Nikon photographers. So we're going to talk about Nikon professional services, starting from scratch.
1: Yes. So uh, Nikon Pro Services, for those of you who are already registered, you will have recently probably received an email communication from the head of NPS to ask you to re-register. The simple reason for this is that they noticed they had, I mean, and this is partly speculation, but and also from talks with various NPS staff, um, there have been obviously hundreds if not thousands of people registered with MPS over the years and it sort of transpired that a lot of those people were no longer professional photographers and they were perhaps not taking advantage of the services. So in order to streamline the NPS service here in the UK, um, they've asked everyone to re-register just to make sure that they fit the criteria. This, as far as I know, includes six pieces of professional gear.
0: Yeah, this list is being updated every year. Mm. So some of the equipment, like let's say G2X camera, is no longer applicable, eligible for uh, NPS services. So generally what they want you to do is just re-register, put your equipment in, And it's all after that, isn't it, it is
1: it's very simple and it does mean that you can take advantage of MPS services which obviously have been quite quiet over recent years um, with various restructuring in the US obviously they had a very new set of mm-hmm. structures which were paid services in the UK it's not paid um, at the moment anyway I don't know that it's going to change if you do need to re-register we'll pop the link in the description so all of you lovely Nikon professionals can get your service
0: the next one up is a Nikon related news company Company called Kenko released a new T-mount adapter, Mark II, for Nikon Z cameras. What it does, it allows you to touch your Z camera to a telescope.
1: Love it. Um, Apparently, the suggested retail price, including tax, is 5000 yen. Um, From Japanese, it says it's an adapter for attaching the mirrorless camera body to an astronomical telescope. The inside of the mount has a matte black paint that prevents internal reflection. Compared to conventional products, you can enjoy high contrast astronomical Okay, different definition of astronomical yeah. photography by proposing flares and ghosts.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about ghosts and also conventional products. It's not just a piece of bottle, you know. It's actually a metal tube with the black paint in it. That's
1: right, with that black paint. Um, but I will say that this, for uh, serious astrophotographers, is actually very useful because Nikon, in the past, have done T mount adapters for their cameras. I don't know that there's anything that's designed for the Z mount. So this is
0: absolutely. And for us, the sofa astronauts who are dreaming to go. To the Mars or moon, Mm -hmm. it's a perfect device to get us there without physically going there.
1: Yes, exactly. Great. Next up, PSA public service announcement. (laughs) (laughs) You should (laughs) do (laughs) it. You can add (laughs) that. (laughs) We have a public service announcement. If you use a Western Digital My Book Live HDD hard drive, I know, but thank you. Disconnect it now. Now, just, just pull the plug. (laughs) Uh, So if you do use a Western Digital MyBook live, you want to disconnect it from the internet immediately, Western Digital have advised customers to unplug the MyBook external hard drives from the web until further notice as customers are reporting that their data has been completely deleted.
0: So imagine you have 20 terabytes of photography and video on it with all your memories from 1854 and you wake up and they're not there anymore.
1: Yeah, then that would be a complete disaster. Absolutely, and you can't
0: put price on it, can you?
1: No, so they are saying that they've determined there is some malicious software that has compromised this particular drive. Just unplug it immediately just to be on the safe side.
0: Absolutely. We're going to talk about backup for photographers at some point in the future. I think so you're going
1: to do it while I'm on holiday, aren't you? Probably. <laughs> <so> probably <laughs> so that since, since
0: you were so excited when I <laughs> suggested it.
1: So I don't have to be here.
0: My advice, have at least a second copy of all your photographs and videos somewhere else, off-site, potentially. So not in your house, mm. yeah, somewhere else, but also not connected to the internet. This is the least f- thing you that you can do. The minimum. The minimum thing that you can do. Mm. So we're gonna talk about it
1: mark your diaries
0: (laughs) soon soon this year
1: coming soon
0: when z30 is going to be released we're going to talk about this nftz mark ii
1: next up leica phone has been announced by softbank in japan as you know
0: leica is a famous smartphone manufacturer
1: yeah they're great i've got my lovely leica right here
0: (laughs) absolutely released a new phone
1: yeah uh we don't Really have much data apart from what was in the blog post that we found. So yeah,
0: it's announced by SoftBank in Japan. SoftBank in Japan is like T-Mobile or O2. <laughs> we don't have T-Mobile in E-E. this country well, we, <laughs> I'm talking to our North American <laughs> viewers. Okay. you yeah. know So let me rephrase. Leica announced a new cell phone in Japan.
1: <laughs> okay. Is it good? So we should do a version for the English and a version exactly. for the Americans.
0: <laughs> exactly. So apparently it's a new phone and it takes pictures.
1: Yeah, and it makes phone calls too.
0: <laughs> can you send a WhatsApp?
1: <laughs> you probably I, can. Wonder. I think it's got apps. Uh, it's got apps? Yeah, it's got apps on it. Apps.
0: Do you automatically uh, get a membership with Magnum when you buy this phone?
1: I think you do. 20 megapixel, one inch sensor.
0: It's a one inch sensor. That's a big sensor. It's a big sensor. It's a Nikon 1 sensor. Yeah,
1: and it has a 19 millimeter F1.9 9 lens leica so well presumably Hand- made
0: in germany <laughs>
1: maybe uh so obviously other focal lengths will be digital zoom because then it's 90 more but that's got to be a super sharp lens. absolutely well
0: i'm glad that leica who is a famous smartphone manufacturer has released a new phone yeah. and we are looking forward to it
1: we're looking forward to it. yeah but it's only going to be available in japan
0: just like nikon zfc lapita edition it's only available in Japan.
1: And I will um, point out that it is $1,700. Only? 187,920 yen. Well, for
0: like it's cheap, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. Cool, well, that was fun. That was fun. Justin Bieber purchases his fourth home for almost a billion dollars. Discuss. This, this is the kind of news that we want to hear about. Uh, what's next?
0: And that leads us to the point of discussion.
1: Uh, DP Review published an article, Full Frame Mirrorless Lens Guide 2021 by Richard Butler. Uh, He said, Nikon and Canon's decisions to keep their mounts closed to competitors means that they can control the consistency of experience for their users, with less risk of a third party lens offering substandard AF speed or smoothness, for instance, but with the downside that you're entirely dependent on that company's development priorities and pricing, unless you're happy to take your chances with simple manual focus or reverse engineered options.
0: So. The article is called Full Frame Mirrorless Guide 2021. Obviously, I ignored all this. So let's talk about opening your mounts to everyone or closing it down.
1: I have actually got a question on this. Tell me. So obviously the manual focus Z lenses that we're seeing now from Seven Artisans Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, they're they're reverse engineered basically. That's what it is.
0: So Nikon didn't give them anything. So they just got the camera, a screwdriver, and try to figure out how things work,
1: right? Which is possibly is that why we haven't seen the likes of Sigma and Tamron and the other guys actually do official mounts? Indeed,
0: and also probably it's a financial decision of the company decided not to sell because maybe the user base is small, mm. uh, which I think obviously is going to change because sure. you know we they've been out for what three years now, so we yeah. definitely saw quite a bit of an uptick in purchase of that uh, mirrorless system. Yeah. My question to you was: is obviously we have Apple who is curating their app store, Mm -hmm. so they're not allowing everyone to get there. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to carefully go through the approval process and check every app available. Yes. And then you have Android app store where everyone is allowed effectively.
1: It's a free for all. So
0: what's good? Is it, you know, capitalistic freedom as Android phone or 1984 as Apple store? (laughs) The big brother is watching.
1: uh now i do think it depends on the app because i think it's quite important in this day and age and just to be serious here for a moment to (coughs) thank you to curate what goes on people's phones yes i think that that's important i think knowing that there is someone in the manufacturer or like whatever in their developed department that actually looks at each submission and goes yes this is not going to completely mess up the software or it's not going to interfere with the operation of the phone or it's not going to secretly implant a virus or mm-hmm. and mine <laughs> bitcoin or mine bitcoin or you know extract data that it should mm-hmm. and all those kind of things i think it's important to have that regulated at the same time it's nice for up-and-coming developers to get the chance to put their stuff on a platform so i think it's good to have both worlds But I quite like the differentiation between Apple being quite closed and Android being quite open. Mm -hmm. If you want to kind of test run your slightly dodgy software, pop it on an Android phone. That's for you Android users.
0: We love Android. Can
1: you tell that I'm an Apple yeah. user? But I like my I like my apps curated. Thank you very much. Absolutely,
0: but at the same time, okay. Another similar example would be, let's say, um, if you look at the gaming, then you got uh, obviously PlayStation Store and Xbox Store. Mm-hmm. It's curated, so they're not allowing everyone there. But then you go um on pc stores generally like the biggest platform is steam yep. they generally allow everything there so you so you have to be a little bit more selective for when you go there but then let's obviously bring it into camera space mm-hmm. and talk about nikon lenses mm-hmm. so obviously as a Z lenses how many do we have out now so about close to 20. a lot could be wrong but close to 20. so it's not exactly a million apps as we would have on Apple phone, mm. you know. Now we're into a million already. It's still a smaller store compared to Android, but there's yeah. still quite a few apps there. So would you want to see a new lenses being introduced to the system, not just being Apple Nikon manufactured lenses?
1: Um, I think it would be nice in a lot of ways, because although I generally just use Nikon lenses, I don't tend to go for other, even with F-Mount I never went for other brands, I'm just a bit snobbish like that.
0: You're not an arty person mm-hmm. like me.
1: <laughs> I never went for a Sigma R or anything. But what I like is the the choice of different focal lengths and different apertures mm-hmm. that other brands give you, which are maybe a little less conventional. Obviously Nikon are working on quite a regimented pattern, which mm-hmm. we don't have with uh, with other brands. They might, you know, suddenly get loads of demand for a Twenty-three millimeter lens and go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's make it.
0: While you were saying this, I kind of realized that my analogy with the software stores by Apple and Android is doesn't apply to this, you know, a point of discussion. The reason why I think it's not applicable because obviously the amount of lenses that will be released for their cameras is not going to be into millions. We may get to something like hundred, maybe two hundred mm. lenses tops in ten years down the road. Yeah. And in terms of accessories, you know, why not to allow third parties to? you know to release whatever a a GPS unit or let's say remote uh, triggering system or something like this Mm. because at the end of the day as long as it doesn't fry your camera yeah it should be fine and also obviously allowing lens manufacturers like Sigma and Tamron to release lenses for you I'm sure it will expand your system one interesting thing I wanted to mention as well that according to Tom Hogan Nikon Z attachment at the moment is about two lenses per camera which is higher than 1.6, 1.7 with other manufacturers, mm. which is an interesting thing. So by allowing new lens to come in, we may even increase that attachment.
1: Yeah, true. Well, let's see, watch the space.
0: Some food for thought. Mm-hmm. No reviews this week. I'm sure you watched bunch of 105s and 50Z macro reviews all over the internet. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go straight to weekend read and watch section. And there are quite a few nice videos appeared on YouTube. I'm really happy that we actually starting to get a lot more Nikon content. Even like within last six months we were doing this podcast, yeah. there weren't many Nikon people or personalities on YouTube. No. So they are more coming in.
1: And those are the Nikon users just like us. We like it very much. So welcome, welcome one and all. Uh, first up, we have uh, Will Nikon Make a Medium Format Camera by Chris Blue. Uh, and his YouTube channel. It has a fantastic production and int- introduction. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. Yeah,
0: come on people, give this man some views. It's
1: fantastic. Actually, he should have way more views for the, for the level of production that he went to. This video in particular, I was so impressed by it.
0: This is where we want to be.
1: Yeah, in production value. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Exactly. So, uh, Chris Stublu, come and talk to us thumbs up <laughs> thumbs up from us um, we also have insane nikon z7 II autofocus testing exclamation mark amazing yeah by three blind men and an elephant productions on youtube three blind men and
0: elephant production youtube channel is quite a nice channel they don't just talk about nikon but they also mention fuji and some other printer brands um, very interesting channel mm-hmm. I like this gentleman's voice. I can just put the vinyl on some jazz. (laughs) And then listen to him. Yeah, pour a glass of whiskey.
1: (laughs) We also have lovely shutter sounds of 18 cameras from 135 full frame to 810 large format by Sales Chong.
0: Yeah, you thought the whispering was cool.
1: Yeah. Next up, we have Nikkor, the Thousand and One Nights number no. 78, a standard pancake lens for the Nikon FM3A AI Nikol, 45mm f2.8p by Koichi Oshita, the designer of the lens.
0: That's a freshly published, just over the press, talks about design of FM3A, the requirements of a kit lens, And how it all came to be.
1: It's very nice and quite relevant to what we were talking about earlier. Ties in beautifully with the ZFC announcement as well. I I love how you fully came full circle. Um, So do go and have a read of all of those articles if you can. But certainly that one for this week. Thank you for watching and or listening. If you would like to give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube, we'd very much appreciate it. Or how about a follow and maybe even a review on a podcast platform.
0: Absolutely. It opens us up to a lot more people because it's so important to bring this all beautiful information uh, information to the masses.
1: Yes, I concur.
0: If you've got a rumor to share, email it to media at graceowestminster.co.uk. Yeah. And if you would like to follow us personally, you can find us on...
1: Find us on Instagram. Yay. And Constantine on MySpace. Yay. Rebecca underscore Danese for me and Constantine Kochkin for him. The Russian. The Russian.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> what was that? Good.